Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 121, Message in a Bottle. Recorded live on Monday, January 20th, 2020. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to. Today's episode is going to be very much an audio diary. Just me introspecting, going over some thoughts in my head. And uh, much, much more. I jotted a lot of it down. And I will get into it as soon as the music stops. Which will be soon in a moment. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. And we're recording live episode 121 on Monday, January 20th, 2020. So I wrote down these notes. Oh, by, by all means, let's get the uh, clap machine going. You know, because we've got to get this thing going in style. I always forget the applause button. I uh, got to make a habit of that. But as I was saying, I recorded, I jotted down, I should say. I jotted down my notes on the subway on my way to work uh, during the weekend. I don't remember when. I think a mix of days. But uh, I was definitely in a more somber mood. Let me just adjust my microphone here. So it's not in my mouth too much, and you're still picking up what I'm saying, but I'm not in your ear all that much. So what was I saying? So yes, I was in a somber mood. Some might say I battle with depression. I don't know if I do. I have moments of depression for sure, or moments when I'm down. I think that's just normal human nature, especially when you're an introvert like myself with uh, very little to no social network of my own outside of uh, work and outside of, uh, well, the social networks like Twitter and Reddit, which is not really much. It's just me talking to the ether and not getting much in terms of feedback like uh, like this like this podcast I do. But uh, I find the podcast very therapeutic. So anyway, let me, let me go over my notes real quick. Uh, well, let me go over them while I'm talking to you. I'm not going to change them anymore. But as the title suggests, uh, Message in a Bottle. So uh, in remembrance of that title, we're going to play the song Message in a Bottle. And uh, you should be hearing it in a moment. And as you hear it in the background, I'm going to keep it low because, you know, we don't really need to get, in, you know, copyright infringement or not. But the song Message in a Bottle is basically about the desperation of isolation or people who are isolated or feel isolated and, and they have this level of desperation. And, you know, it's metaphorical. The guy feels alone and he's throwing out these messages in a bottle to get help, get us. He's, he's you know, SOS. And he's uh, trying to get uh, someone to write back to him. And then towards the end of the song, he finds out there's plenty of bottles coming back and they're all saying the same thing. They're all writing SOS in the bottle. So apparently everyone is living this level of uh, isolation and desperation. 
And that kind of enca encapsulates the the life in the city. The life, I mean, you, you're constantly, you're, you're, it's congested. There's so many people around you. And yet, you have a disconnect with everyone around you. Everyone's a stranger. Everyone's a foreigner. And you don't have any emotional connection to anyone. Unlike, say, maybe if you live in a small town where everybody knows every, everybody's name, everyone knows everyone's business, you don't, you don't get that in the city. And when I was younger, I definitely had friends, and I've lost them over the years. And like I said, I do. I am friends with my ex, uh, my ex-wife, uh, Claudia. But, uh, you know, we talk every so often. We don't talk often. And we definitely try to stay out of each other's private lives for the most part because... I mean, I, I do it on my part because I don't want to intrude. And uh, I don't have much in my own private life to really share with anything. It gets very mundane. But anyway, over my thoughts, going over my thoughts, my, my notes here. I uh, I forgot, I forget why, but I noticed, I, I was thinking about, you know, I'm 42 years old. The new semester is about to begin in school. And within a few weeks from now, February 7th, I will be 43 years old. And as I, as I uh, was thinking about that, I forget why. I think it's because a couple of uh, comedians on a podcast or a show or something were, were commenting on how they're 40. They're in their 40s right now. And, and I was just thinking about probably a Howard Stern show. But... I'm thinking, I was thinking, okay, wow, I'm going to be 43 this year in 2020. I'm going to be in school. I have maybe two more years to go. So when I graduate, I will be 45, more or less. I will be five years away from my 50s. And I will have just started this new career in my 50s. And most people dream of, well, I don't know if they dream of it, but the retirement age I believe legally is 65. That's when people are considered, you know, seniors and they can retire and get their pensions, which don't exist anymore. But, but for those that, that had that, uh, that option, they had their pensions. You get your social security. Of course you get Medicare, you get Medicaid, you know, you get all the senior benefits at the age of 65. And there was a time when you can retire on that, on your social security and for those, uh, they could retire comfortably with their Social Security and their pension. Now, like I, like I mentioned, those don't exist. Pensions almost are non-existent uh, for the most part now. I don't have any of that. Um, I will graduate from college at the age of 45. I will have five years under my belt. Hopefully, I will have five years under my belt in this new profession of film in my 50s. And best case scenario, I will be very successful in the movie business. Who knows? Maybe I'll be a director. Maybe I'll just be a cinematographer. Maybe I'll be an audio engineer. But I will have, in, in, in the best case scenario, I will have a high-paying job. And I may be able to retire in another 15 years. Hopefully less, because I, I really don't want to work till I'm 65, but that's neither here nor there. Worst case scenario, I will be in my 50s. There's that 15-year finish line mark in front of me. 
but it's not going to really be 15 years because I don't have anywhere near enough money saved in my 401k or my savings. And of course, Social Security has been getting slashed every year or whatever. I, I can't really rely on that either. And so I will be in my 50s working and not have any line in sight of when my retirement will be. That's the worst case scenario. That is, of the two, that seems the most realistic, sad to say. Very sad to say. So I was thinking about that. And those thoughts led to just other, well, surrounding my age, I was thinking about how isolated I am at work and at school. Again, because I'm, I'm an old man. And I'm surrounded by people half my age, at least, uh, for the most part, most of them, especially in college. For in college, for sure, most of the, the people around me, I could be their parent. Um, I'm as I'm at the same I'm I'm the same age as their father, in most cases, and I would say ninety percent, in at least ninety percent of the cases, that is the situation. With my job, with my school, at my job. It's a little more hosh, mosh, uh, hosh posh. The, the majority of my coworkers are in their 20s. Then, of course, you have managers who are in their 30s. Some are in their 40s, like me. And then there might be a few coworkers that are in their 30s, but the majority of them are in their 20s. So for the most of them, I am definitely old enough to be their father. And so because of that, I can't relate to them, or maybe I don't try. I'm friendly enough with them that I can communicate in a shallow conversation, very superficial about a show or whatever, but I can't really connect to them emotionally. And so once that simple conversation's over, that's it, it's done. But I see everyone else able to not just communicate with each other, but they're also able to, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, connect. They're able to connect in a much more profound manner that I'm able to, they, they are, they're able to make connections. They're able to make bonds. They're, they're, they're friendships. They have plans together outside of work. They're planning trips together uh, to Florida, to Orlando, to Europe. They're planning uh, nights together after work. They continue to communicate via text message and what have you. They go out of their way to eat din uh, lunch together or, you know, have the same breaks. I don't have such relationships with anyone at my job. And it's also gotten to the point where I have, I have mixed emotions. I yearn for those things, but at the same time, I'm not making an effort to, to, to attain those things because I, I don't feel like I can relate to them. And not relating to them deters me from trying to get closer to these people. I just don't know how. Because I don't share, I don't share a lot of their common interest. They they like music that I'm definitely not a fan of, and a lot of their conversations seem very <laughs> immature for me. I guess it, it, to uh, to be to 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 paint a broad brush on it, a lot of them gossip about fellow coworkers and things like that, and and I don't care for that kind of drama. I, I'm not interested in that drama. I I don't come into work to uh, cause drama. I, I go to work to work, and and then I leave. And I guess that's also part of it. I'm I'm at an age in my life where I'm past that. 
it doesn't it's not as uh important to me these uh melodramatic these, these melodramatic situations that people build up in their lives for like petty squabbles at work i'm i'm past that i, I remember engaging in some of those in my 20s not as much cuz like even in my 20s i had like the maturity level of a 30 40 year old and uh, i related to people at least 10 to 15 years older than me uh, when i was in my 20s then uh, then i did with people my age cuz i felt like they were childish and i definitely see that even more so now cuz i'm in my 40s and these people are in their 20s so so yeah th- those are the kind of conversations i don't want to be in- i don't want to engage in so that's another uh, another buffer to uh get closer to my coworkers. And and now school is a different story because we're rushing from class to class and there's just no time to communicate. And the few engagements that I've had with people in my classroom, it was, you know, very contrite, brief and to the point and then once classes ended and we went, went our separate ways, that was the end of it. We didn't really meet up after. With the exception of, of the one classmate who invited me to her New Year's uh, party. She's the one person that uh, I communicate a little more than the rest. And uh, we haven't really communicated all that much since the New Year's party. So that's just another. I mean, she's also traveling ab- abroad. She uh, she did her uh, Jewish heritage thing uh, this month, I believe. I don't know if she's back. And uh, she'll be studying abroad this semester. So I won't, I won't see her at all this uh, coming spring semester. So that's one less person for me to communicate with at school. So anyway, let me go back to my notes and see what else is there to discuss. All right, so going back to my coworkers, when I hear some of those conversations in passing, I don't know, they they, they seem to have interesting lives, or at least more interesting than mine. Mine, I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. I'm very set in my ways. And also, when I listen to podcasts and I listen to these pe- the comedians and what have you, you know, doing things that I have not done, traveled, uh, some experiment with drugs, partake, I should say, partake or imbibe in uh, narcotics. And I don't. I, I, I don't. I'm a very sober man. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't I don't do any of those things. And one of the reasons I don't do those things, uh, uh, obviously, one, the most important one, it's legal. And I don't want to go to jail for that. Number two, I am a bit of a control freak. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And I don't want to lose control of my faculties. So the idea of like smoking marijuana, per se, per se, and just getting high and just not being quite myself is a bit... I guess that, that would be the one thing that terrifies me. If, if I were to name a fear of any kind... It would be that, to lose control of my faculties. I like knowing what I'm thinking in every moment of my consciousness. So the idea of losing control of my faculties while being conscious is a little terrifying to me. I, I don't want to uh, accidentally do something, I guess, beyond uh, my ability to control it. So... So yeah, I live a very dull life, and and I don't think anyone would be interested in that. I always, when I come across anybody anywhere in life, uh, whether it be work or school or uh, a waiting room in a uh, in a 
hospital or clinic or whatever medical facility or at a bar or social any social gathering if i, if I were to go to, if i was invited to a party or a cookout and i see people around me you know and i'll wave and i'll you know i'll acknowledge someone's presence or whatever they look at me i look at them i nod that kind of thing that's the end of it because i always go in with the mindset that no one really is interested in me so i'm not going to intrude on someone's uh personal space or their time because that's that's rude so now if someone's interested in talking to me and they come to they, they come over to me that that's a different thing because then i know okay yeah you want to talk to me i'm open to talking and whatever or engaging or what have you but if if someone doesn't make the advance i automatically go under the assumption that they're they want to be left alone and so I do that. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I have to say regarding uh, my age isolating me and, uh, well, just thinking about my age in general and not being able to communicate or create friendships and what have you at work or at school. And of course, speaking of school, as I mentioned already, it's about to, uh, the semester is about to begin in a, in a, on the 25th of January. So this weekend, actually the 27th, so Monday. Monday the 27th is the beginning of classes for me. And I'm back in school. And I bring this up because during this uh, winter break, I, as I mentioned, I, I signed up to uh, OkCupid. Uh, I, I signed up to Transgender Date. I opened up tw- Tinder once again. I even recreated an account for, on Reddit to try to talk to people on those things and i have to say for now it's still it's been a failure now lately or recently i should say i've gotten a couple of um, matches and a couple of other people who like me on okcupid and the reason i know that is cuz I, I paid for a premium membership for 6 months for uh, okcupid and of course transgender date i paid for the year because it was cheap, it was a well, it was affordable in comparison to uh, to OkCupid. But anyways, I bring this up because I feel buyer's remorse now, because uh, I was unrealistically I was unrealistically thinking that I will find someone like I like I met Maria as we like to call her. I met her within a week or actually within a day of creating an account. So I was hoping on those kind of odds again. And that ha- obviously has not panned out. I mean, I've made some connections with some people and I spoke to some people, but nothing came of it, really. I haven't met anyone. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't gone on any dates or anything. And yet I paid for these memberships that I will not be able to take advantage of now. So, cause, cause I'm going to be in class again and that's going to take away any free time I have to do anything with anyone. It's just going to be school and work, especially now that I have to work an extra day at, at work now because uh, they demanded more availability as uh, retail is wont to do regarding their employees and maximizing labor. And so now I will be busy seven days a week. I won't have any free days off anymore. I used to have, uh, you know, Fridays off. Work the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and then classes Monday through Thursday. This time around, I'll be working Friday through Sunday, classes Monday through Thursday. So there's no there's no free time at all, not e- not even for a day. So 
I'm in a little bit of a pickle. I have to readjust my how I do things. I don't say my planning, but no, in general, how I do things is going to have to change. And, uh, you know, meeting someone who's definitely out of the picture and, uh, and it, it's like I'm being taunted by these current matches that just happened these past uh, three days or so, four, four to five days, whatever it was, because uh, I'm thinking, should I try to connect with these people? But, but classes begin next week. So what's the point? Why, why even do that? Should I just uh, take the hit on those? I can't get a refund on those memberships. You just have to wait for them to expire. And I, I just don't, uh, I'm, you know, it's part of that whole uh, isolation thing. And just what's the point? I, I, you know, I was in my dark, <laughs> in my dark cloud thinking like, you know, what a waste of money. Uh, I can't make friends. I uh I'm going to be busy now anyway. And of course, the big the big uh thought that always comes into my head regarding when I'm in this state of mind of uh of just being uh down in the dumps is too it's too much of a simplification of it cuz I wasn't really depressed. It was more of a acquiescence, um an acceptance of my solitude in a uh not enthusiastically acquiescing and and um abdicating to my life of loneliness but it was definitely melancholic and somber as well as uh accepting grudgingly not quite but definitely not enthusiastic about it but and um and because of it, I'm thinking, why am I still here in New York City? Well, I mean, why is at the moment is because I'm in I'm in school, and so I need to take advantage of the situation that I currently have. But once, once I graduate from school, am I going to stay in New York City still? I mean, this is where I was born and raised, and then I was away for ten years or so, right? From uh, fourteen years from ninety. 95 to 2009, I was away. I was up in Westchester County, school, and then, you know, met my ex-wife and, you know, got married and lived up there. And then we finally moved down to New York City, came back in 2009, and then we got divorced four, four years later, or five years later. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking, I hate crowds. So... We're going full circle. I went from one, like, I wish I had more people in my life, to two, I'm, I just can't stand all these people around me. And, um, like, it's just expensive to live here. Rent's ridiculous. I, I obviously can cannot live without roommates in any fashion of that. Right now, my roommate's uh, is my mom because I can't afford rent right now because I am working part-time and going to school full-time. But when I was working full time, I still needed a roommate or something or someone else to live with in order to make ends in order to make rent livable because I couldn't afford it on my own income by itself. It's not, it wasn't enough. And uh, most people live that life in New York City. They, most people cannot live alone. It's just too expensive. So I'm thinking, like, why am I putting myself through this? I mean, I should just 
leave once I graduate, get a good paying job. Hopefully it's outside of New York and I can then find, I can then find a place uh, affordable outside of New York City. At the very least, uh, White Plains, New York, up in suburbia, up in Westchester County, to be exact. I liked, I liked my life in White Plains. It was a very fun, quiet time. It, it was like a mini New York City, except without the subway. It was, there were public buses. That's the extent of mass transit. But everything was in, within walking distance for me. You know, you had the malls nearby. You had the supermarkets nearby. You had the movie theater nearby. You had the fitness center options nearby. You had your, which was Planet Fitness and New York Sports Club. And I, my job when I was living there was literally like three to four blocks away. It was a perfect time for me in my life. 2005 through 2007 it was. We were living in White Plains. And so uh, I, would, I would not, if I could afford it, I would not hesitate to, to go back to that life. Hopefully retired because <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. Not really. And the fact of the matter is, Nothing is holding me here anymore. I have no, like I said, I don't have any real friends. I mean, okay, I'm I'm being melodramatic. I, I have one or two friends, but we don't really hang out. Our lives are just too unconventional or incompatible for outgoings. So we don't. We'll keep in touch via text messaging, maybe a phone call here and there and so on. Uh, otherwise, yeah, there's just, there's no... There's never an opportunity to make plans to see each other. As, as for the and for the fact that you know there are all these things you can do in New York City, like uh, comedy clubs and Broadway, and uh, the museums and whatnot, you can always just come to the city for those things. You don't have to live here to experience those things. It's not necessary. So I can always, if I'm living up there in White Plains, I can always take the Metro North down. And, uh, you know, make a day of it and then go back to my place, my little ad uh, abode, my humble abode in uh, White Plains, New York. So that's what I was thinking. So those were the thoughts that were going through my mind over this weekend that I jotted down. And I'm obviously in, a, in better spirits today because I'm not really feeling as somber about my day to day. Today, I was busy with chores and whatnot and now i have some time to do this recording and then i'm back at work tomorrow so i mean work keeps me busy whenever i'm in i, I also notice that i i start getting these thoughts when i have nothing to do <laughs> which i guess makes sense because uh, if you have nothing to do you feel a loss of purpose and or at least i do and that loss of purpose makes you question your existence and uh, your reason for being. And that just leads you down this rabbit hole of your neuroses and your doubts and self-worth. And uh, I guess I don't have much self-worth in, my, in myself because otherwise I guess I wouldn't have these thoughts. I don't know. Lacking friends seems to be definitely a uh, sour point. Sour point? Is that what I'm trying to say? It's definitely a touchy subject. I don't know if it's not, I don't know if it's a touchy subject. That doesn't sound right. But it's definitely a common 
theme for me. Always wondering why I don't have friends and unable to attain them. Because uh, uh, as I, continue, you know, as days go by with lack of friends, I become more accustomed to life without friends. And so I just have less incentive to try to make friends. And that divide just gets, you know, that, that gap becomes wider and wider and becomes to the point of uh, impossibility where I won't know how to make friends anymore if I even could. Because apparently I, if I don't have any, I obviously never learned that skill, that social skill. And I've learned to not care for too much for that social skill because obviously I'm not, I'm not really working hard at that. I'm, I'm just not. Because I'd rather be doing this podcast or reading a book or watching some TV or listening to a podcast or some music. I'm really enjoying the new Eminem album that I mentioned last weekend or last episode, I should say. I'm also enjoying the three singles that Redman put out, which are very funny and comical. And, you know, so I'm finding things to keep myself entertained for the most part, and to keep those uh, those doubting voices in my head uh, uh, mollified, <laughs> and and of course, uh, you know, I'm keeping busy with work. Uh, today was was uh, chores and errands, and um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't look up a news chunk or um, well, I haven't had a haven't had well, I did watch one movie since the last episode, but I, I'll hold that off until the next recording because I you know need material. For, for future episodes and uh these thoughts obviously that i had during the weekend were enough for this episode because we're we're at the 30 minute mark so um yeah that's that's pretty much it that that will that's what was going on in my head that's that's the rant and whatever that was spewing out of my head <laughs> if you have any questions comments what have you you can always reach me at my webpage, which is juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Go to the contact section on my page and write to me there. And of course, I'm on Twitter at Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.